Hello and welcome to another beautiful Friday on Speaking for Him. I'm Dan Van Zalen and here is your host, Andrew Gomison. Hello everyone. I hope you had a Merry Christmas and I want to wish you a Happy New Year from Speaking for Him. We're right on the cusp of 2020. But before we leave the Christmas season, I wanted to give you one more episode kind of focused in that direction. So before we get into the special presentation we have today, Dan, can you give us our quote of the day? Of course. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch o'er their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Luke 2, verses 8 through 14. And if you go on in that passage, you find that the shepherds said to one another afterwards, let us go see this thing which the Lord has made known unto us. And they left and immediately went. That was the urgency to share the good news of the gospel. And there's no greater time than during this Christmas season when we consider the incarnation of our Lord when we should do that or can do that. So... The question that I have is, have you ever thought about what it might have been like to be one of those shepherds that night and really contemplate uh, what it might have been like to be in the peace and the stillness and then have this angelic visit change your life forever? Well, we're going to consider that tonight through the eyes of a shepherd, a shepherd named Caleb. My name is Caleb. Growing up, all I ever wanted to be was a shepherd like my father. He was in charge of a group of shepherds that raised sheep for the temple sacrifices. Because the sheep had to be offered without a spot or blemish, attention to detail was important. I loved spending time with my father and those he worked with. From the time I was young, I would spend long hours in the fields with him. I can remember thinking that the thing that I wanted more than anything else was to be able to stay with my father overnight in the fields. Finally, when I was about 10, my father and mother agreed that I could spend one night with him. My mom was worried, but I think that's what being a mom is all about. She warned me to stay close to my father, and she told him to take good care of me. He pointed out to her that nothing ever happened to me during my long afternoons in the field, and he expected nothing out of the ordinary to happen that night. He probably expected that I would fall asleep after a few hours, and just before sunup, he would hoist me to his shoulder, and that I would be under the covers all snug and safe before the sun rose over the trees in our backyard. I know that's what he expected. But, as you will see, this night was far different from any other night. It started out much the same. We met the shepherds in the fields, and some of them had been there all some of them that had been there all day left to get some sleep. Five or six other men who worked with my father were sitting and laying in different parts of the field as they kept a careful watch on their sheep. I considered each of these men my uncles, and I loved being with them. 
I love the stories they told of their childhoods, and even some they made up simply for my amusement. Little did I know that the story that we would have to tell after the night, that night would be the one that would be almost as unbelievable as the tales they spun for me, and yet was 100% true. As my father had predicted, the first couple of hours passed peacefully and without incident. My eyelids started to droop, and as much as I would have hated to admit it, then sleep was imminent. I was nodding off when suddenly the darkness of night was punctured with a light so bright I almost thought that I had fallen asleep and then morning had suddenly come. At the same time, I knew that I was still awake. It was one of the strangest feelings I have ever felt. Before I could comprehend what was happening, an angel appeared and told us that a savior was born and that we would find him in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. My father often told me of God's plan to redeem his people as far as he understood it. We had been waiting for so long. It was hard to understand, but at the same time, we knew that the angels just don't appear for no reason. Suddenly, after this announcement, the whole sky was filled with angels, and they were all praising God and shouting for his glory. We heard them say, to glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. After the angels had gone away in the darkness of night, had returned, punctuated by what seemed like thousands of bright stars, we sat in wonder for a second. I started to ask myself if it really happened. Then my father said, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing which the Lord has told us about. I had always admired my father, sensitivity to the Lord, and this was no exception. He knew he wouldn't be able to rest until he had done what God had asked him to do. Amazingly, all the sheep were asleep at once. This almost never happens. So we quickly made our way to Bethlehem. We found the baby of the major just as the angel had said. It was incredible. Mary and Joseph were a little puzzled by our arrival, but they allowed us to see the baby, and we all knew that something significant had occurred that night. We went to the first house we came to and shared with them the good news. They happened to be the owners of the stable. It was hard to tell what they thought of the news, but at least we gave them something to think about. We rushed back to our sheep and finished out the night, but as soon as we could, we made our way home and shared with whoever would listen along the way the wonderful news of the Savior's birth in the plainest of mangers. None of us understood the full significance at that time. As he began, <coughs> as he began his public ministry, it became evident to both my father and myself that he was indeed the Messiah. We watched him help others and heal diseases. We watched him speak with authority and get ridiculed by the religious authorities. We watched him be crucified and wept. Why would a man who had done nothing wrong be killed in this way? It seems so senseless. The most exciting part, though, is that my father and I, along with my mother and my wife, were among the 500 that saw Jesus after his resurrection. Today I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus came to be the Savior of all mankind. I am still a shepherd, but I no longer raise sheep for the temple sacrifices, for there is no need for the sacrifices anymore. Jesus was once and was the once and for all shepherd. He paid a penalty that none of these animals could. All these animals couldn't do was cover sin temporarily. Jesus wiped it away. Today, as I raise my sheep for wool and for meat, I try to take the attitude of Jesus Christ, the good shepherd, who gives his life for the sheep. 
I often tell the shepherds that now work under me of the importance to trust Christ as their good shepherd. My question is, have you done this? I hope the answer is yes. It is the best decision you could ever make. I hope that this, uh, I hope that this uh, story of Caleb has brought the Christmas season to you in a fresh and exciting way and that you have enjoyed this time with your family. And I hope that as you go into the new year, you will be seeking and following the Good Shepherd. Uh, for the Good Shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. And that is why we have hope here on Speaking for Him. And that is why you and I personally have hope. And again, I just want to wish you a happy new year. And we will see you again in 2020. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.